Welcome to Look Who's Talking, episode 146, the Super Bowl edition. The history books one day will say that the Kansas City Chiefs were underdogs, and no one will know why. It's the Kelsey Bowl, the Andy Reid Bowl, whatever you want to call it, it's going to be a dandy. And we got Super Bowl props, not the Gatorade, the good stuff. Here we go. Freestyle. Welcome to Look Who's Talking, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're listening all over the world. Ni hao, priviet, hola, bonjour, guten tag, ciao, and bonagam. It's Super Bowl week. We probably need about 40 more languages. This is where the whole world tunes into our favorite sport and starts playing wicked crazy props like coin flips and anthems and Gatorade colors and a whole lot more. It's very hard to predict, but there's a whole bunch more props that are not as hard to predict, more based on football. Yes, folks, there's a football game to be played amongst all this other stuff. Although Rihanna's anthem has been going under in practice. By the way, I just made that up. I just made that up. <laughs> all of our episodes brought to you by Huck Media and the wonderful people down at Huck Media, uh, downtown Toronto. For any media or drone needs or anything at all, uh, contact the wonderful people at Huck Media. Uh, follow them at Huck Media, etc. Or HuckMedia.ca. Uh, joined, as always, by my co-host who's got a great hairdo going on this morning at weird mike spelled weird m-i-c and you can follow me on instagram or tiktok or our show at hughes talking uh on all of our accounts weird mike as well as hughes talking we'll have props and videos getting you ready for some same game parlays for the super bowl it's super bowl week which means uh the teams have flown into arizona most of the practicing is done and the chaos begins tom brady seemed to start our chaos this week by announcing looking looking like he hasn't eaten in a couple days from some random beach in some very not nice part of tampa bay that it was over uh you know seemed like a pretty honest video for a guy who didn't want him to retire i believe him uh feel like going to the raiders and starting over yeah, in Patrick Mahomes' division maybe not it and if the niners don't want him he doesn't want to go anywhere else and He's got $375 million waiting for him at Fox. Maybe it was time. Anyway, I just want to thank you, Tom. We did this a year ago, so I don't want to do the whole thing again. And I'm sure Michael has some stuff to say and Huck too. But thank you, Tom. Uh, They say you can recognize greatness the most when you don't want it to happen. And as a season ticket holder for the Bills in the ugly years, I was watching a guy dominate no matter what we did. And that hate turned to respect and that respect turned to gambling money and that gambling money turned to love. And the, for the guy who made me the most money in my NFL career, I thank you, Tom Brady. I thank you very much. Great career. All right. We got Eagles chiefs and coming up in about six days and we're going to get you ready for it. Weird Mike. How are you feeling? It's Super Bowl week. Uh, you were a little down last week. I know it's the end of the end of the most of the regular football, but here we are the biggest show in the world. How you feeling, bud? <clears throat> Woo! Super excited. Super Bowl week. On track. You said it. Hairdo. You heard a A-plus hair. Fuck that. This is extra credit hair. This is make a run at the substitute teacher hair. Um, We're feeling <laughs> it, man. We are ready. I know it's early out there on the West Coast, Hugh. Much obliged. But I am ready, willing, and able, okay? Fresh off an ice plunge, rejuvenated. I tell you this, folks, I am known. 
to have a big ball sack, metaphorical <laughs> and actual. True story. That lake took a piece of me. Minus 40. I have been downgraded in sack size officially. I'll never get it back. It's somewhere out there. The trace at Oak Lake. Shout out. Life is a trip. Unreal experience. I can see clearly now that 7% of me is no longer with me. <laughs> is in a nutshell. <clears throat> happy to do it and super excited for Super Bowl week. I think deep down, I channeled some of that Tom Brady in today's. I listened to the last two episodes, looked at some of the video. Yes, folks, we do some video replay here. What are you doing? Biting my nails alerted the process. And here we are, freshly shaven. I might have to take a lap at Sherway here. I can't let this go to waste after the show. Got the whole day ahead of us. Huckster, what are you doing down there in Leslieville? You want to take a lap minus 30 or what? Plus six? Quick change. <laughs> Huck Daddy loves the winter walks. I know that's why he got the dog. <laughs> loves the winter walks. By the way, for anyone wondering about sack size, it's true. I played hockey with Weird Mike. All right. His, uh, his package tends to look like a full red pepper with a carrot. All right. <laughs> but the other half of the equation is I'll get on the stage in China to match the size of the actual. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Hey, uh, big sack, big fun. It's a big week. It's Super Bowl week. Is, is Huckster smiling because he also has been to Mui Mui? Uh, it's called it's called Mew Mew, and yes, he has. In fact, the amount of times that Huck's been to Mew Mew probably will surprise his children one day. How many times? <laughs> how many times he went to a Chinese disco and danced on stage? <laughs> I got mauled. I got yeah. mauled by a dozen Chinese women. How do you pronounce it, you? Uh, Mew, Mew Mew. I was always calling Mui Mui. Anyway, yeah. good times. Super Bowl week. Let's go, baby. There was a pool on the roof of that club Come that was on. like that lived in kind of like myth and rumor. And Zach had like found his way up there. And then he brought like half of our team to try to like climb this climb this sort of outside. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, when like, you know, what, what's the stuff when they pardon? A ladder? No, it was fire like, it was, yeah, it was like a fire escape. There we go. And my buddy Hayden, our buddy Hayden, Huck. Uh, he thought he was reaching for the next ladder spot to put his hand, but it was actually inside of a fan. And he stopped the fan with his arm and almost took his hand off. Um, yeah, random injuries from China. A lot of crazy stuff like that. Motorcycles and booze. That's the way she goes. Motorcycles and booze is a great way to move on to the Super Bowl here because uh, <laughs> that's what some people are doing to get down to Arizona. Um Crazy stuff going on in the NFL. We got Sean Payton uh, signing with the Denver Broncos. Looks like they finally put up enough dollar bills for him to be like, all right, I'll deal with this Russell Russell Wilson problem for a couple of years and go up against Patrick Mahomes and Herbert because uh, $20 million a season. It's not reported yet what he's making, but apparently that's what he was asking for. Uh, yeah. I go coach they fucking anybody for that amount of money. <laughs> they, uh, two things on that signing. One. Why wasn't Buffalo even in the consideration for an A-plus coach that would have instantly taken Josh Allen to the next level? Come on. Cut ties, Pagula. Let's be ruthless. Like, look at the Niners. and they're, Anyway, they're, the, you're always talking about, Hugh, you got to 
really take that next step. And that's extremely hard to do. Usually with Imagine. quarterbacks. Yes. With quarterbacks. Co- Coach is the same. Coach is the same. Yeah, no, I understand. I just don't think the Bills are going to fire their most successful coach since Marv Levy, like before he sort of finished the job. And you want to know the second? Sure. The NFL, this is going to take you, buddy. Okay. Classic weird mic here. The NFL let the devil in the door. The Walmart owners in Denver don't really care about money. Don't really care about flexing. They just want and will do. And they cheapen everything. They cheapen everything. Look at their stores and all the communities that surround them. It's bullshit. And now they are an owner. And I'm surprised. You got to sit at that table. 32 of the most interesting, weirdest, meanest dudes in America. Not now, America, around the world. And they approve this. The thing reeks. I hate it. 25 mil for a coach. I think you got 20. The next one's going to get 25. It's going to devalue everything. This is the Walmart way, folks. Okay. It is rue the day. Should have been in Buffalo for half the money and twice the adventure. That's my take. Okay. Uh, it's true that the Walmart owners, they, they don't like money. That's why their prices are always falling. Um, but you know what? I think, I think honestly, I think NFL coaches have been underpaid for a long time. Okay. It's the CEO of billion of a five, $6 billion corporation. All right. Uh, you're, if you're paying the backup quarterback $10 million just to sit there with a clipboard, maybe the guy who's writing this stuff on the clipboard should make like at least more than that. Uh, yes. That should be, oh, that's a great stipulation. Coach has to make more than the day one number two. Then, yes. No matter who it is. That's pretty cool. That's the it should be an XFL rule or USFL rule. Coming soon, by the way. Yo, I'm excited for the XFL. I really am. And maybe The Rock just does a good job hyping you up for stuff. Like, I got hyped up for Black Adam, and it sucked. But uh, it's it, look, the XFL, there's room, in the, there's room in the world for more football, especially with legalized sports gambling. All right? So if you give me, like, legit teams that are, like, legit competing that feels like a legit football game, yeah, I'll watch. I'll bet. But you got to just promise me the league's going to be around for longer than a year. You know? <laughs> Yes, I need to have more than one year assurance yeah. to put more than $100 on your betting league. I'll slip exactly. around 50, 60 beans on a Saturday. I, I, want, I want more than two games of, of stats to look at before I smash on the Battle Hawks, you know? <laughs> that's, when, um, that's when your girlfriend, wife, spouse, roommate gets really mad at you, like in the middle of August or July. You're like, how are you watching football? What is this, babe? And the Battle Hawks are driving. I got one last Bills nugget for you, Jeff, before we hit Super Bowl mode, full gear. Sure. Josh Allen skips the Pro Bowl to play in Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Yep. Hurt elbow. Elbow the foundation of golf, a.k.a. not hurt, a.k.a. Roger, not happy. I would have done the same. You only get that invite every so often. That's what I yeah, I'm with Josh, but no, that's a big strike from the big man does not like it. What do you think? What do you would you have done it? First of all, I think I think with the Pro Bowl stuff, like when you reach if you're at Josh Allen's level where you're sort of like 
you know, considered one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. And like, look at the way the Bills get on prime time. Like, obviously, one of the more marketable stars of the league. Everyone fucking loves Josh Allen. Um, uh, I don't I think Tom Brady has been to what like three Pro Bowls in his life, like not just because of Super Bowls. Mm. Eventually, it just doesn't matter. Um, although I feel like there was First of all, I'm with Josh. If you get invited to Pebble Beach rather than go play Phys Ed in Las Vegas with a couple of other <laughs> with a couple of other NFL mid-level stars. Uh, I, I feel like you know, as a guy who also loves golf, uh, if you get invited to Pebble Beach, I said this in our group chat, if you get invited to Pebble Beach, I think as soon as you say no, maybe they move down the Rolodex, like, all right, you know, like let's invite this professional athlete. All right, we well, you know, let's get Jordan back in here. So I feel like once you get that invite, you don't want to ever say no again because it's the, for a non-pro golfer, it's like the best non-pro golfer golf weekend in the world, right? You're competing with pros. There's actual money on the line. There's fucking camera crews following you. Oh, like, yeah, like you could play in a in a cash golf game with Michael Jordan and and two other guys, but there's, you know, NBC isn't following you around. And it's not this big, big, it's at Pebble Beach. So I'm with Josh on that. But like, hey, I support the new Pro Bowl games. All right, like pretty cool. And compared to a game where no one's tackling seriously, except for like Sean Taylor trying to destroy the punter. <laughs> Shout out Brian Mormon. That was our only bill in the Pro Bowl that year. It got destroyed. I try to do so. Yeah. Anyway, you know what happened? You know what happened at this year's Pro Bowl? It was heads up in dodgeball between Saquon Barkley for the NFC and a random DB heads up in dodgeball in the finals. And the guy threw the ball at Saquon's head. They threw a flag for a headshot. Come on. And the AFC lost. They won on a flag. Saquon said it as a joke. Like, he got hit in the head. He thought he went down. And one of the guys on the sidelines like, throw the flag, throw the flag. (laughs) And the ref threw the flag. And people who bet on the NFC in phys ed won. Because they threw the flag. (laughs) And now you got 50,000 fucking booger eaters screaming that the Pro Bowl games are rigged. (laughs) Anyway, good time. I'm glad they're having more fun with it. Anyway, I, I'm with Josh. Be forewarned, though. He got one strike with the big man. That's officially in my book. It's a big you know F you. But I think I feel like over the course of Josh's career, the big man's going to change. Like as in Goodell's got maybe four or five years left, and then there'll be a new big man in town. And hopefully by that point, Josh Allen will have a couple of rings, and he can do whatever the about, fuck he wants. You're talking about Pebble Beach. You know who will be there? Romo, that batty who was cornered into an intervention for his announcing style. I've been all over this since day one, bro. This guy's trying to be too predictive. He's too far out of the huddle. The game has changed. It's not even about the game changing. It's just thinking that you can do it every play. And you're not studying enough. He's golfing, clearly. The guy's a scratch golfer playing this weekend at Pebble. Okay? Probably analyzing everybody else's shot, too. That fucking douche. I think he just talks too much. Just he's talking too much. Like there's just there can be some dead air time. Just let the picture in the words of Tony Danza from Who's the Boss? Let the picture tell the story. All right. Mm. <laughs> a little bit more. Also, but there's a, right now there's a lot of random love for Greg Olson and a lot of hate for Tony Romo. 
And I've actually thought this playoffs, like I'd rather watch a, a Romo Nance game than anything Fox is doing. I 100%. feel like hundred percent. That, that's so right? backwards. Greg Olson is shit. Shit. But the, he's been, I getting... actually like Romo. I forget what you guys say. I like Tony. I'm a, I like Tony more than Collinsworth. All right. <laughs> Big time. But I'm, 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 I'm Troy Aikman and, and Joe Buck for life. I'm going to write that Tony Danza line down. Let the story. Let the picture tell the story. He was trying out to be a baseball announcer, and he said it once, and the announcer loved it. And he got the job instead of his daughter, Alyssa Milano. Hello. Um, So then the next day he goes back, right? And Melissa, like his daughter, like studied for this, studied for this, right? And he didn't. And then he goes back, and the next day at the baseball game, there's a rain delay. He's got, he didn't do any research, got no idea what to say. So he just goes, yeah, let's just let the picture tell the story. And it's fucking rain, like on a tarp. And his producer looks at him like, no, you can't. What the fuck are you talking about? And then, yeah, he banged Mona. That was the end of the, end of the episode. <laughs> All right. So we got uh, 57. Bro. We, we each got a couple picks for you in our pick section. And then we're going to talk props after the picks. Um, yeah, a couple things leading into this uh, leading into this game. We got uh, a hurt ankle on one side with Patrick Mahomes. How's that going to affect him? What's the extra week like to help him hurt, to help him get out of that? And uh, we got Jalen Hurts with still a bad shoulder. Keep in mind, he did not play great against the San Francisco 49ers. I know it was a blowout on paper. Okay. Jalen Hurts threw for like 125 yards, something like that. Not, not a lot. Not a lot of offense. Like They were... They played. They were going to win the game anyway, I think, but it would have been tighter, less scoring. Uh, but uh, you know they were playing a team without a quarterback. You ever arm wrestle the guy without a wrist? Okay, it's pretty fucking easy to win. <laughs> so that's what I'm in for. I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah. Sign me. Also, up. we're going to talk uh, Super. You know, just for fun, we're going to talk Super Bowl MVP long shot picks, and also why you should only spend like a quarter of a unit on this because the NFL rounds up. To quarterbacks and like it's fucking no one's business hey i arm wrestled somebody at muy muy for a shot of that gold stuff i really did <laughs> that was the last time i arm wrestled bro i can't believe you just mentioned that <laughs> well, i bet the guy had a fucking wrist yeah, that's why it was an even an even match and it's mew mew for the love of god, oh, god. <laughs> all right let's go here we go uh this goes back again mvp picks this goes back to uh Ooh. The Indianapolis Colts versus the Chicago Bears. We were watching the game at Renzo Angeletti's classic basement. It's a bar from the 70s, a worldwide bar turned into uh Mississauga residential basement. Great place to watch a Super Bowl. Weird Mike had his prop sheet going. The whole world would bet, the whole party would bet on either heads or tails and just try to screw Mike right to, right from the get-go. I think two years we hit and two years he hit. And uh, there's a lot of energy one way or the other. Let me tell you, great way to start. Uh, for, for the love of God, if you like money, don't bet on the coin flip. It's the only thing we can't analyze, okay? No matter what stats you get on the coin flip, it's fucking random. Um, also, be careful what stats you're looking at this week. There's a fuck ton of stats that you can check out. I think Super Bowl stats, as in if you go back, if you're trying to base your props or whatever on old Super Bowls, I wouldn't pay as much attention to those stats i focus more on what the chiefs and eagles did this season specifically who played them well 
how do they play well against other teams with similar defenses, stuff like that. I'm specifically looking at how the Cowboys played the Eagles because they scored the most points against them. Um, so I feel like with two weeks, Andy Reid might be looking for a similar style of offense to attack that Eagles defense. They don't have CeeDee Lamb, though, uh, but same style. I think the Eagles laid down that game, Jeff. I remember your buddy Gardner Minshew started that game. And I was all over Dak and the boys. I was middle of the hot streak there uh, post-Thanksgiving. It was 40-34. Like, yeah, you know, can, yeah, oh, Gardner held his own, but that was 4th uh, and 30, bro. 4th and 30. And they got it. And now Dak's getting an extension. Just so you know, everything's different if you don't catch that fourth which, and thirty. Which is crazy. Like you've already, Jerry Jones loves to double down on bad decisions, eh? Like just to, to just to to totally disagree that it's a bad decision. Oh, hey, Dak's got the same stats as Kirk Cousins. Like, and you're paying him forty million dollars a year, and you're paying Zeke twelve million. That's why you don't have a lot of depth and losing to these good teams. And by the way, Dak's an average quarterback. Oh yeah. Well, we're gonna. We're going to re-sign him. <laughs> I, think, um, <clears throat> I think the edge there is stability for him in his old age and just knowing that somebody that could win, a, like he can't afford a year hiccup. Like, so now he's one step away from the NFC title game, right? Factually, he doesn't look about, oh, they could have or what. Like he was a drive away from playing for the Super Bowl. So why change anything? I'm I'm pro this. The quickest way out of a hole, as any real gambler will know, is to double down, right? (laughs) And you could call themselves in a hole. You could call it divisional round a hole or wild card weekend a disappointment or however you want to spin it. They didn't win the division. Well, they, they fired five of their assistant coaches and they got ri- and and they got rid of uh, Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, Love it. who Love was it. signed 15 minutes later by the Los Angeles Chargers. Dallas uh, for president next year. I feel like Kellen Moore got an upgrade at, at quarterback. You know, he might have some new tools to work with now. Justin yeah, Herbert okay got a little more zing on it. All right. Like a win-win. Uh, Super, Bowl, uh, Super Bowl MVPs. I think I've told the story before, but. It was Bears Colts, as I was explaining before, watching in your basement. And I had Bob Sanders to win the MVP, the safety on the Colts, who got an interception that he returned for almost a touchdown. He recovered a fumble, which he returned for almost a touchdown. No actual touchdowns were scored, but that was definitely the difference in the game, in a game in which Peyton threw one touchdown to Reggie Wayne and otherwise kind of shit the bed. A sack, too. And he had a sack. And like another pass broken up. He played the best game you could play as a fucking safety, and it was a thousand to one. Uh, and they gave it to Peyton Manning. So just be careful, beware. But let's do our first pick of the of the match here. All three of us. Who's your long shot? As in anyone that's not a quarterback, MVP. I'm going with uh the same formula the last time Chiefs won the Super Bowl, and that's Jarek McKinnon a.k.a. the second option out of the backfield, like uh, Damian Williams. Damian Williams. We have both uh, had money on Damian Williams. And apparently, they select the Super Bowl halfway through the third, or like approaching the fourth anyway, like the one final drive. So a couple minutes in your back fourth. pocket. But he's a scat back, and everybody game plans for everything. 
but doesn't really matter who's leaking out of the backfield. Just happens to be Jarek McKinnon. I see a James White, Tom Brady-esque performance. Another game where they just gave it to the quarterback, Tom. Yep. And Tom was like, here's the truck. He tossed the keys across the room like it was a, like an orange Gatorade. Like, hey, want to sip? Like, and he tossed them the Chevrolet Silverado from the fucking moon land. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And James like, hell yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I see. I like I'm it. Gonna, I'm, I'm, I'll do a little sprinkle, a little smash and sprinkle. Jared McKinnon, I think, is probably one of your best bets. And then you'll get good odds because I, I bet, like, I would bet that Kelsey, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, possibly even Isaiah Pacheco, but no one can run on the Eagles right now, at least successfully enough to win the MVP. So I really like McKinnon because Damian Williams definitely should have won that fucking MVP. Uh, but, you know, down 10 points, Mahomes, the big throw to Tyreek on the on the, the Wasp play. So I get it. But you're right, Mike. Uh, we talked about this on the show before. They pick the MVP of the Super Bowl about three or four minutes into the fourth quarter. And then Damian Williams, who already had a touchdown, with five minutes to go in the game, sealed the deal with a 40-yard touchdown, but they'd already picked Patrick Mahomes. So beware. My pick's going to be Sky Moore. And I just feel like uh, I feel like Sky Moore, with some of these injuries to the quarterbacks or to the receivers for the Kansas City Chiefs, could get some action as far in the receiving in the receiving block. However, he's been he's been taking back all their punts. And the guy's got some speed back there. 29-yard return to set up the game-winning field goal against the Bengals. If one of those could turn into a touchdown, he could Desmond Howard this MVP award. And that's a throwback to the Green Bay Packer, who was the last kick returner to win the Super Bowl MVP award over Brett Favre in the Packers over Patriots Super Bowl 1997. I think. Seven? Five? Nine, eh, I don't know. Six? Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm going to go with Sky Moore, the young rookie, because it's probably paying 40000 to one. All right? And you get you get a, a nice punt return. Either way, you get, if you get two touchdowns out of Sky Moore, he wins it. All right? And that's uh, I'm up talking bottom of the board there. So you throw five, ten bucks on that. Hey. Yeah, no, yeah, no big deal. Two touchdowns. I've never even heard of Sky Moore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He was their second round pick in the draft this year. He's been returning all the punts. He's a fast little kind of like young Wes Welker like guy, but you know, he's not quite there yet. He doesn't make all the catches and stuff, but that's who they drafted him to be. So, so that's another subjective bet. If you will, we talked about drop passes and sacks. There's a third one game MVP, not necessarily the season where it's less of a right. Sure. Um, in the one game, it's very, what do you think? It's like a fight, if you will, right? You always get the different scorecards. Huck, so. you, you never heard of Sky Moore, but who's your pick? Non-quarterback, anyone but Hurts or Mahomes, MVP? Uh, A.J. Brown, less of a long shot. Yeah, but, but probably a better pick. Yeah, a Good odds, <laughs> yeah. good odds. Yeah, I like him. He obviously had a monster year, but like you said, two touchdowns wins it's it. Just, he he you're can right. easily have two. And if Jalen Hurts like throws a pick or maybe only completes like 11 passes or something and like three of them are to A.J. Brown for two touchdowns. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's got yeah, the big play ability, like ability to break a tackle and turn like a screen into a big play. So 
Yeah. I don't know. I could see one of those coming. I'm, I'm scared. As, as a Chiefs better, I'm scared of A.J. Brown. I'm not really scared of anyone else. I'm scared of A.J. Brown and, like, their defensive line. <laughs> like Hassan Reddick. You got uh, a weird Mike special. Philadelphia correction. Jalen Hurts long pass completion over 37 and a half yards. Up or down, that will happen. Philly known to pull out their full size sack in the biggest moment. So we'll have like a and, metaphor. Go, go ahead. Sorry. I don't know. Finish that thought. I was mid stroke. Okay. So I just meant, yeah, we'll have like a metaphorical prop board here. And so we'll pin that one up. Uh, Jalen Hurts over 37 and a half yards. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. I'm going to nut up on that one, actually. All right. On the board. So Mike's got a prop bet up there. And here, I'll put, I'll put one up and then we'll get into our picks. Uh, I'm going to take Travis Kelsey over 22 and a half yards for his, lo- for his longest reception will be over that. He's going to break one? He's going to break one. Uh, because he knows he has to, as in like just catching it for six yards over and over again, ain't going to win the Super Bowl. He's going to need to get some yak. And I feel like one of them, he'll be, yeah, yeah. 22 and a half yards. I like that. I like, I like Kelsey's ability and just the importance of the game. He ain't going down. He ain't going out of bounds. He's going to break that extra tackle. If he's about to get tackled at at 20 yards, he'll get that extra three. I'm excited for this game, man. Uh, all right, let's do our picks, and then uh, we could talk a little more about everything going on. We got a playoff contest going on. The biggest underdog pick that you could send into at Hughes Talking is going to win a Team LTD hoodie. And uh, thanks to everyone for playing last year. All right, Mike, do you want to go first? Nah, bro. Big stage. Your show. You won the contest. It's it's no doubt you. You're trying to you're trying that double reverse karma that from season five, eh? That, Trying to bring that back? No, no, I'm not. I'm wise to you, Hugh. I'm trying to avoid the champagne hole. You know what I mean? I just paid my debts, okay? Just so in case you're wondering, everybody, these aren't faux bets. Hugh's like, yo, send the money, yo. Yeah. <laughs> we got prizes to pay for. So, um, yeah, yo, he's paying it forward every cent, every dollar made. Thank yeah. you for listening, sharing, subscribing. Look who's talking season six, Super Bowl. Fucking unreal stuff, man. All right. Let's go. Uh, here we go. Do the music. 146 episodes of Obi Tries. You. All right. Welcome to Picks. Thanks for joining us for episode 146. And let's make you some money. Uh, if you've been paying attention to our show for any part of the last five years, you can probably guess where I'm at. I don't like to pick against Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs literally since he came into the league. When he was at the, when he was drafted from Texas Tech, I looked at VOG and Weird Mike and said, we're get used to this guy's name. We're going to be saying it for 20 years. All right. I actually bet Weird Mike three years ago how many Super Bowls Patrick Mahomes would have. And I said two or more. All right. Oh, sorry. More than two. Weird Mike said two or under. And here we are at the harbinger of our 
fucking 20 year bet <laughs> we're gonna be doing the show for a long time folks thanks for paying attention and thanks for sharing and subscribing and liking and downloading if you haven't subscribed yet fucking do it please here we go i'm taking the kansas city chiefs they're currently a one and a half point favorite thank you lord the history books literally will say one day for some reason you know small time thinking whole bunch of stuff going on the eagles smoke the niners without a fucking quarterback they were underdog going to this game. Yes, the greatest of all time, most likely. Patrick Mahomes was underdogged with Andy Reid, his coach, and a pretty good arsenal of weapons against Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. All right? You would line these two teams up at the start of the year. Ignore everything. Ignore how they played. Just take these two rosters, these two coaches, and say, hey, they're going to make the Super Bowl. Now make the line. It would be Kansas City Chiefs minus four and a half. Easy. All right? So, I look, this is hype. This is hysteria. This is the Eagles smoking so many teams in a row while Jalen Hurts is playing that betters and Vegas are just nervous. They're like, look, we've been cascaded with Eagles betting all season. So how can we make the Eagles an underdog? How can we give the Eagles points? They're beating teams by 10 consistently as long as Jalen Hurts has been playing. And I admire them. They've been a great team. They are, as one New York Giant said, hey, bro, you could coach this team, all right? As in, like, that's how stacked they are. Trying to throw some shade on Mr. Sirianni. Um, We got two weeks to heal that ankle. We got two weeks to heal some of those receivers, like Kelsey's back. We got a team that lost the Super Bowl a couple years ago. They say that the only thing, uh, that a Super Bowl loss is much, much worse than the goodness of a Super Bowl win. These Eagles are riding high. They're on house money. They were expected to do like nothing this year. They get two of the biggest cakewalk uh, NFC playoff games that I can remember in the last 10 years. It's not supposed to be this easy. And they're about to hit a real team, a championship caliber roster, the likes of which they have not played yet this year. All right. They got the Kansas City Chiefs coming in on two-week notice. No Philadelphia weather. No Philadelphia meanness of their home crowd. We got the biggest neutral crowd in the world in Arizona of all places. And I just think Patrick Mahomes is going to find a way to get it done. He's a better thrower of the football. And you're going to have to throw this football to win this game. Jalen Hurts is going to try to run the ball a lot. And you know what? Spagnuolo's probably going to let him. He's like, we ain't losing the game this way. So if you want to run Jalen Hurts over and over and over again, yeah, we'll bend, not break. You score some points. But we're just going to double cover A.J. Brown, try to stop Devonta Smith, and just stop these big bombs from happening. I think it's the only way that... Uh, that the Eagles are going to have a chance in this game is that you throw a bunch of big 50-50 balls to A.J. Brown and he comes down with them, which I'm saying that could happen. But that's the one thing the Chiefs will be scared of, so that'll be the hardest thing to accomplish. Uh, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs plus one and a half. It will. We made two units off them last week. We're just going to double down four units on the Chiefs plus one and a half. And then we'll be doing one unit bets or half unit bets on all of our props that we'll be talking about. And I'm going to put uh, one unit on the... Yeah, I'm going to one unit on the under. Uh, 50 and a half is too big. It's too much. And I just don't think Jalen Hurts and his boys uh, are going to be able to get the job done and get and get enough scoring that way. I think the Chiefs are going to be able to score their 26 points. I think the Eagles will be held to about 21-20. And uh, just the moment will catch up with them. A couple of mistakes by Jalen Hurts. And it's like that Cowboys game last year. The Eagles 
How many times have you seen them come back? Not much. They've been in the lead the entire season. All right, they're about to be faced with some real adversity. You ever seen, when's the last time you saw Jalen Hurts come back from 10 points down? It hasn't happened. It doesn't happen. All right? The one part of his career he hasn't really done yet. So I think the Chiefs are going to get the lead and never give it up. All right. So that's my picks. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs and a sprinkle on the under. But I'm much more on the side here. All right. Weird Mike. We've got a Super Bowl hijack, folks. The host. Grab some sprinkles. (laughs) Jeffrey, straight to the point. Yep. Super Bowl pick. I'm going to put a little salt on it. I don't need the point. Kansas City wins. Oh. Legacy-forming game for Mahomes, the desperately needed new leader of the league, the Shield, everything that's right. Got married, got the kid, half black, middle of the country, touches both coasts. Everybody loves him. Makes he's human. He's 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 um he's got his uh, humility. Yep. Important. You you were the face of billions. You must have humility to keep the wheel moving. You got a huge coaching edge. We got Sirianni hanging out with the mayor of Philly, planning the route. KC, Andy Reid, double fist and cheeseburgers in the basement of Arrowhead. Doesn't even want to board the flight, wants to come a day later. He's got still prep to do. Uh, And as always, as most great quarterbacks, win with a running game when it matters most. I think Mahomes puts up modest numbers. And the KC running game and some timely D. They got superstars on D that have kind of been dormant all year. Well, all they really got to do now is make a special play, a sack fumble, Chris Jones, uh, one of your favorite names in the league, Legereus Sneed. Oh, yeah. Former Pro Bowler, make a pick, backdoor MVP, maybe a pick six. Jalen's down. He doesn't have to throw those tight outs too often. I'm here for it. KC wins. Don't need the point. I think it might close at a pick em. Oh, yeah. Get a red wave. That political red wave that they wanted in the midterms is just three months later, and it happens in Glendale, Arizona. Confused cleats and all. The Florida of the West. That state is officially rocking. The Florida of the They're West. uniquely equipped to handle it. Um, what I would do to go to that ASU pub this week. Oh my God. Well, I'd need Huck to get into that though. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Huck's got sun devil ties. <laughs> no, I was thinking more about the youth and the, the vibe as opposed to anyway, that helps. You, yeah. You keep that big you know, sack in your pants. Huck. All right. <laughs> as always put me on the short list. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? God damn it. Hugh. How many Super Bowls have we agreed on? None. No, we did. Tampa. Oh, we were both on the Bucks. Me more than you. You were still a Mahomes believer. What are you talking? No, no, I was on the Bucks. I would doubt. No, I was on the Bucks very hard, and I just said I can't believe I'm picking against the Chiefs, but I'm taking the Bucks so to the win most outright. Recent show Super Bowl collaboration ended in success 
I also like the under a great deal. Love the under. No battle scars still for Philly. Tough to come back. Could get those heads down real quick. Long halftime. Different atmosphere. Not at home. I looked at their schedule. They had two home games, then a bye, then two home playoff games. They've been home since the Sunday night of their third last game. They've been home for a minute, bro. Not supposed to be this easy, right? Not that Arizona is some intimidating place. No. But nevertheless, the road is the road. And I think we got one mistake from the rookie. I know he's not a rookie, Jalen. We got one mistake from the from the kid. Bright lights. Hey, we've seen him make a mistake in a title game. Motherfucker got yanked. Nobody has the stones to come back from it, but the fact remains is he was yanked in a big moment. I doubt Gardner carries green and white to victory. <laughs> right. But the point is, is that I'm banking on one mistake from Jalen. And I'm banking on one mistake from the coach, and that's enough to keep the total under. A red zone turnover, uh, not going for three when they should have. Total stays at 48, not 51. Something happens in the coaching game, and Jalen, God bless him, he'll learn. Hopefully he gets back one day. We got the under 50.5. And KC wins. Going to parlay. I really like Jalen long pass over as well. That's where I see him shine in a moment of brilliance, as he always does. Reminder, in that game he got yanked, they, they still scored 21 points at the half. And he had like 200 yards passing. Yep. So he is capable of brilliance while not accomplishing the end goal. And that's what I see, man. Super Bowl 57. Shout out, Ponikvar family. I don't know what you're getting into. Inviting Weird Mike for the Super Bowl. Look out. It's a roller coaster. Coming in hot. All right. Um, yeah, a couple things. So you mentioned that there might be a coaching mistake, and I really like that take. Yes. Look, you got a very aggressive young coach, Nick Sirianni, and I like the aggression. The analytics agree with him. You should go for it on fourth down more. All right. And he's won games following those analytics. However, it's going to cost him, I think. Four, if he's If he's got a fourth and three in the first quarter of a 0-0 game, on his own 32 yard line and he decides to go for it. All right. Like this could swing the game very early. Like Andy Reid and Spagnolo are preparing for a lot of fourth downs. And you, know, you if they want to run, you know, the, the court, the QB sneak, uh, obviously like that'll be less than fourth and three. And like Spag's going to be ready for that a little bit. You can't just do that over and over and over again, 50 times all season and expect it to work in the Super Bowl too. All right. And it's not supposed to be that easy. And on that same trend, uh, hockey might, this could be a tile. It's not supposed to be that easy. Um, we got the, the, the Eagles DBs are calling themselves the best duo in the league. All right. And they are eating their own cereal. Like, Oh, look at, look at my Wheaties. I'm the best defensive back tandem in the league. And for two weeks, they're going to have reporters talking to them about this. Hey, what's it like being, you know, and the best secondary in the league. What's it like being, you know, we got uh, Bradbury and, and, and big play slay. Well, let me run down. They're about to fucking run into a real quarterback and it's been a while. Okay. Mike, here are the last quarterbacks 
that the best DBs in the league have faced. All right. Last week, combination of Brock Purdy with one arm and Josh Johnson. Week before, Daniel Jones. Week before, Daniel Jones. Week before, Andy Dalton and the Saints. It wasn't Daniel Jones. It was Daniel Jones' backup. Oh, it was Daniel Jones' backup. There we go. Perfect. It was Davis fucking Webb. All right. Then we got Dak Prescott. Uh, Then we got Justin Fields. Then we got Daniel Jones again. And then we got Malik Willis. Uh, You got to go back to end of November when they played Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who put up 33 points against them. All right. So when they run into a real all-star quarterback, they are not the best tandem in the league anymore. And I think I think they're going to learn that very quick. They're playing Patrick Mahomes a little bit different than fucking Davis Webb or Daniel Jones a couple times. So I feel like this Eagles secondary is slightly overvalued based on their poor QB competition that they played this year. It's actually like astronomical. Like they, they, they've played literally good quarterbacks, and I'm counting Trevor, Trevor Lawrence as one of them. So very yeah, interesting couple- stuff. I got a couple of final scores for you. I've hit a couple of these now, folks. Like sure. Three for my last ten. It's tough. Not really into it in football, but I do it for the Super Bowl because I feel it's more representative of my handicap rather than a guy getting yards or completion. So what's the score? I got uh 27-23 KC. I got 23-17 for either. I think if Philly wins, they control the line and keep it low. 23-17 can go both ways, folks. And I got one more KC for you. Bit of a bigger spread that's coming into the coaching mistake. 27-17 KC. Okay. Super Bowls are rarely close. 10 points, 12 points feeds into a, a nice live betting narrative that gets robbed. Remember in that Super Bowl, people just kept hammering KC, thinking they were going to come back on Tampa because they were always kind of in earshot, right? 12, 13, 9, 10. But in actuality, the trenches, they were getting dominated. Dominated. So I think they learned valuable scar lessons. Like, yeah. You know, they weren't They're the not going to let that happen again. We're not going to get are kill taken by a pack of hyenas today. Right. And um, so that, that's where it's, 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 it's organizational, if you will. And I think Sirianni's got to live up to some of that hype with Peterson dropping his nuts in Minnesota on fourth and goal, pulling the Philly special, running blitzes and, and crazy plays throughout the game. How about this? Um, I think Andy Reid knows that Sirianni is stuck. Like, as in like, that's been his mantra all year. We go for it. We're aggressive. We go for it, right? Whereas Andy Reid's been around the block knowing that there's times and places, you know, and it's just the easy thing is that if he suddenly doesn't go for it, right, on like one of these sort of borderline fourth that fourth down type calls, and then they lose, he'll have to answer to reporters why he didn't sort of follow the what they've been doing all year, right? Whereas if he just goes for it all the time, and then they still lose. He's like, hey, you know, we we live by the sword. We die by the sword. This is this is who we are. And I feel like for a younger coach, that's a little easier to do. So when push comes to shove, he's just going to go for it because then it'll make the questions easier to answer after the game. 
hey, we go for it. Whether we win or lose, we go for it. Well, sometimes you probably should have fucking punted. Or maybe you should kick the field goal. All right, it's a fucking Super Bowl against Andy Reid and, and Mahomes. You're going to need every point. Um, yeah. I'm I'm super excited, but I, I do think uh, I think I think we'll look back on this game in a couple of years and, and we won't be able to believe that we got the Kansas City Chiefs as a dog. Personally think that. Uh, all right. Legacy forming game. Very excited. As always, I'm not excited for the commercials that Canadian television and their affiliates choose to share. I am waving a big ass finger in your face for shoving Hudson and Rex rerun commercials tied together with MasterChef. They got people dumping millions of time and effort and money into producing high quality stuff. Huckster, as a media member, you should be outraged by this. All right. Um, Look at him. He's furious. He's furious. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm excited for the game, less excited for the commercials, as always. Yeah, no matter how many times you fucking remind me that it's a show, CTV, I'm never watching 9-11 Lone Star, okay? <laughs> Rob Lowe could suck my dick. Love it. Hey, big Rob Lowe fan, never watch the show. Don't he ever show it to me again. I haven't seen Rob Lowe in anything since Wayne's World, all right, when he was the, the shitty producer, the, the shiesty producer guy. He's in the movie Sex Tape. He's just some good stuff, man. He's funny. I haven't seen, I've never heard of that movie. It's with uh, Jason Siegel and Cameron Diaz. They're uh, a, a couple with two kids and a bit of a love rut. All right. They're Sounds legit. Sex tape. They accidentally send it to their friends. <laughs> their boss gets a hold of it. He's a swinger. It's Rob Lowe. He invites <laughs> him over. Okay. They break out a bag. He's got a dog. They save the marriage. There you go. How about that? How about, How that? about that? To be fair, yeah. I honestly stopped watching comedies like, I don't know, seven years ago. Like, Why is maybe, that? Why? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I you know, I, I perform stand-up comedy. I, I don't know why it's faded from me, but it's either performing it, maybe watching some old Norm MacDonald stuff. Uh, Anthony Jesselnick, love him too. He's fucking hilarious. Uh, or History documentaries, bro. I'm turning into my grandfather. All right. Uh, or studying for all the props that we're about to make people. All right. Let's get into our prop section. Prop section. Here we go. Okay. Uh, I think I think that Spagnolo, uh, the defensive coordinator of the Chiefs, is going to tr- is going to attack uh, or defend the Eagles similar to some other teams this year. And they're going to double cover A.J. Brown. This is going to leave Devonta, Devonta Smith open. This guy's a big game player, Heisman winner, Alabama, played national championship semifinals and finals multiple times. I think he's a big game player who's looking, looking at those rookie DBs for Kansas City who played well last week against Cincinnati, but he is salivating if he gets any one-on-one coverage against Trent McDuffie or any of these young rookie DBs who've definitely stepped up their game. But as far as the in the college world, Devonta Smith's the fucking man. And he's looking up against some DBs who are nowhere near the Heisman voting. So I think because of how scared Kansas City's going to be 
of AJ Brown. We're going to see Devonta Smith, who they're not quite as scared of necessarily besides like over the top, but you see Devonta Smith, anything 12 yards or less, he's going to have like that one-on-one coverage against some of these young guys. So you can get him at over five and a half receptions for basically close to even money. I like that a lot. If you want kind of a guaranteed pick almost, but it's minus 175. So that's a lot of big. Either way, I like Devonta Smith for even money, uh, minus 115, minus 110, over 60 and a half yards on the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, you can take him at five and a half catches for almost even money too, but I like the yards more. So we're going to take the yards more just because Jalen Hurts and the Eagles don't throw that much. They're also not a hurry-up team. They just don't play a lot of offensive snaps. So let's go more yards and less catches, everybody, okay? Uh, they just don't. They're not some hurry-up team. This isn't Chip Kelly's Oregon where they're playing 75, 80 offensive snaps. They use the whole fucking clock for almost every single offensive play. And, yeah, they just don't play as many offensive snaps as you think for such a kind of offensive powerhouse this year. Again, playing against weak competition. Um, Yeah, I mentioned the Travis Kelsey, over 22 and a half uh, longest receptions. Uh, I'm also going to take Quez Watkins. Over one and a half receptions for plus money, and you can get him at over a half reception for minus 170. So, if you think that Quez Watkins is going to catch one ball, and again, they got so many weapons to worry about, Quez Watkins he averages about one or like one or two catches a game. So, I'm not saying this is a, a guarantee, but I think in this particular setup, they're going to be covering everybody else. And if you want to throw to Quez Watkins, Jalen, he's going to be pretty open for you. So Quez Watkins to get one and a half receptions is plus money. Uh, Quez Watkins to get just one reception is uh, minus 170, minus 165 in some places. Check out the BetStamp app, download the code, use the code at Hughes Talking, and you can find the best places and best values to play all of these Super Bowl props. Especially for Super Bowl, I definitely use an app like this uh, to really line shop for all your prop stuff and don't get stuck with a bad line. Um. Yeah, I I like Boston Scott. This is this would be for just half a unit. Boston Scott over seven and a half rushing yards. He's their third back, and Gainwell has been running really well. So I'm not sure how many touches he's going to get. But every time t- Boston Scott has touched the ball in the last few games, he's he's done pretty damn well with it. He had a touchdown against the Giants. He had a touchdown last week against the Niners. So why would they not give him the ball a couple times? We're talking seven and a half yards here, Boston fucking Scott. And, like, and he's he's kind of like their leprechaun, like. When yeah. he goes, they go. Yeah. Like, not not because he went, but if he goes, they go. You understand? Also, he's one of the leftovers from the previous Super Bowl team. Sure. So a little bit of su- hang their hat on. A little bit of Super Bowl experience. You know, you got a, you got an important third and three, and you want to just do a draw. Let's give it to the guy who's not going to fumble, you know? Buddy, um, could be worth a $10 sprinkle for MVP now that you talk it out loud. Boston Scott, man. Uh, Anybody else on the offense? I don't think so. Maybe Goddard. Was he a rookie, maybe, or something? Oh, uh, from like from the 2017 team. Yeah. I well, they had maybe he was a rookie, but he wasn't a big it, guy. It was uh, Zach Ertz played that whole game. Was probably became one Zach of the most Ertz. important players. Yeah, Zach Ertz, man. I like <laughs> um, Chiefs race to 15. I think the urgency for them is real. To start the game, moment too big, bright lights. 
Um, and in the previous two Super Bowls, they've not had the lead. They've been coming from behind the previous two Super Bowls. So the, you're right. They might want to get st- that step ahead. But that uh, nugget of uh, 18 of the last 21 Super Bowl winners wore white. And the Kansas City Chiefs are wearing white. And I don't know if people are like, no, I want to wear white. Like, you know, like, are they like, are they given a Super Bowl stat of uniform and rundown and shades and potential third jerseys? You know, who somebody's going to wear a third jersey one time at a Super Bowl. Shock the world, you know, come out in like a when the Penguins came out with that blue jersey. And just like, <laughs> what the hell? Anyway, happy watching, yo. I'm super jacked. Can't wait to recap it all. We're coming at you next week, 2-147. 146. I got uh, race to 15, and I'm going to piggyback that. I'm going to take uh, McKinnon anytime touchdown. I'm going to back okay. it up. Let's say he gets screwed. Mahomes does a big pick late or whatever. He fumbled. McKinnon touchdown. Going to happen. little insurance on the MVP. Don't be scared of McKinnon props, folks, because his numbers will be You'll get more value this week because of he had very low numbers last week. So it's the it's the number one thing that props people look at. How did the guy do last week? How many touches? How many receptions? All that stuff. How many yards? He didn't really wasn't too involved last week in a very kind of weird game against the Bengals. I love him in the Super Bowl for receptions, yards, rushing and receiving yards. I just think because they're going to have such a low running game with Pacheco. Uh Running into that big Philly D, you're going to see a lot of their running game will be a little passing game to guys like McKinnon and Pacheco. So, love that. Maybe, maybe the guy just hates the cold. Huh? It was fucking cold as shit. I just experienced it. It was nasty cold in KC last or a couple weekends ago, whatever. So, you're right. Don't be scared of it. I'm super excited. Um, Philly's weak spot on D. Everybody knows their D line. Reddick, Cox, big guys. Everybody just talked about their cornerbacks, best in the league. Whether they think so or not, they've had a great year. Their linebackers, sus, sus, leaking out. Pacheco, too, is going to have that. That's why I'm not taking Mahomes' long pass over. I see them wanting to control the ball, knowing that they can with the game plan they formulated. So, um. And, and they're going to shore up that O-line. They were missing two links last time. It's very, very, very college-esque. It's like a repeat with the same class. It, it hardly happens. Very exciting. Very ex- very exciting stuff. Follow at Hughes Talking. We're, uh, we'll be putting out some same game parlays. We'll have one just to get your money back for all you ladderers. You want to just double your money? I'll give you a same game parlay to do that with the lowest level props that we could possibly find. And if you want to win that house in Bowmanville, I'll have a couple of same game parlays for you that way too. Uh, guys who are going to multiply your same game parlays, Marcus Valdez, Scanling, alternate yards, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, alternate yards, and even a guy like Boston Scott. Uh, so just keep that, keep that in mind. Also keep in mind that when quarterbacks kneel to win the game, they lose a lot of yards, especially if there's multiple, multiple kneels. Patrick Mahomes, his rushing yards last year was uh, we went from 32 to 35 down to 29. Either way, he had 37 yards rushing, and then he took three kneels 
to end the game and ended up with 29 under all of his rushing yards. So just buyer beware on quarterback rushing yards and fucking kneels. They'll get you. Also, one last thought here for uh, for anyone thinking of betting the Eagles. Andy Reid, one of the best coaches of all time, was fired by the Philadelphia Eagles mm. over 10 years ago. Fired after giving them their best run in franchise history. Four NFC Championship games. One Super Bowl appearance. All right? Fired. Just because, hey, why not? New voice. He goes to Kansas City. He's now hosted the last five AFC Championship games. He's got a, he's got a Super Bowl ring. If you've ever been fired from your job, folks, or broken up with someone over multiple, multiple years, all right, if you ever got the chance to meet up with that, maybe that business that fired you in some sort of Super Bowl of your business, would you not have a little bit extra juice just to fucking show them? All right, just a little bit. And everyone's calling it the Kelsey Bowl. In my mind, it's a little more Andy Reid Bowl. He's all happy-go-lucky with his cheeseburgers. They fucking fired him. He had to move his family from Philadelphia. He had a fucking house there. Mike? I really hope that I meet my ex-wife on that lap at Sherway today after that speech <laughs> that you just gave. And me getting this juice and this hair, and this mojo and this energy and this Super Bowl and this season and everything on the plunge and everything else that's fucking going on. South America coming. I got that. That uh, that I won't say juju. I don't know what it is, man. That Kavorka. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, I got it. And look out Sherway Food Court. I'm coming your way, buddy. Yeah, if you two were lining up for a double clothesline, my money's on you. Big shout out to Bet Openly. 1% juice. Go to betopenly.com or bet out openly on TikTok or Instagram. It's the betting exchange. Started off five years ago with just a couple of things to take people's bets or be the bank for people's bets or, you know, kind of, it's a betting exchange like Craigslist. Well, now, four years later, there's thousands. Thousands of bets. Great way to find good value on the Super Bowl, betopenly.com. And big shout out to Storyteller Logger for providing the prizes for both of our playoff contests, the playoff squad contest, as well as our playoff contest on officefootballpools.com. And, well, we will crown a winner. Six cases for both contests. Anything for shut the huck up. Go Chiefs. You got a final score there, Andy. Just throw it out there, bud. Uh I actually like where Mike was going with the score, like the 27, 23, 27, 24, somewhere in that ballpark. All right. 23. Okay, folks. Uh, yeah. Remember to follow along on Instagram. Weird Mike spelled weird. M I C uh, Huck media, big Titans guy. And of course at Hughes talking, send in via DM to at Hughes talking the big one, one, only one per player, the biggest underdog prop bet. Any, it could be anything you want. The thing that has the highest odds that actually hits, you don't even have to bet on it, just send me it, uh, wins the Team LTD hoodie. Thanks for playing, and thanks for playing all of our contests. You guys are fucking awesome, and we wouldn't be anything without our Look Who's Talkers. All right, uh, have a great Super Bowl week, and we will see you on social media. Cheers, guys. Hey, yo, I'm going to be on Tidal. That's how my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been laying. 
waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Now I'ma start collecting props, connecting plots, networking like a conference. Cause the nonsense is yet to stop. Jake, shake me down. Haters wanna take me down, break me down, clap. All they heard was a sound. Yo, I scoped it out. I took your weak dream and choked it out. Your bitch don't really got no ass. She just poked it out on the D-Lo. I'm saying you versus me, yo. We can do this shit right here. In front of your people, see time is money, kid. And BS walks. And to me, it's funny, kid, when you meet heads talk. I see feds talk. They want to dig up the dirt, son. Is it me they hawk? Cause I be putting it worse, son. be on tit-up. That's all my eyes can see. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly. I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stonewalled. Blackballed. I own y'all. The veteran. Running my plan. I'm the better man. Crazy.